So you appealed your VA case to the Board of Veterans' Appeals. You've probably waited four or five years for a decision, and it's finally come in the mail. You open it up, and guess what? The board has denied the claim. You just want to give up. You're done fighting the VA. You're over this. Don't give up yet, guys, because today I'm going to give you five options you have for when you get a board denied. Hi, I'm Edward Farmer. I'm a disabled veteran and a VA disability appeals attorney. I'm creating this podcast, VA Claims Made Easy, to help veterans navigate their own way through the VA disability system. So before we go on, I want to clarify what I mean by a board denial. So typically, the Board of Veterans Appeals could do three things. One, they could grant the claim, so they grant service connection, they grant the increased rating. Two, they deny it, they deny service connection, they deny the increased rating. Or three, they do something what's called a remand. And what a remand is, they're basically telling the regional office, hey, we're going to send this claim back to you so you could do some additional development. A remand, guys, is not appealable. We're not discussing remands or grants at the board. We're only discussing board denials. So the first option is you could appeal to the Court of Appeals for Veterans Claims or the CAVC, or you'll hear to me refer to it as the court. So what the CAVC is, it's a group of seven judges who sit in Washington, D.C. They are not part of the VA. They are an independent federal court and they have exclusive jurisdiction over the Board of Veterans' Appeals decisions. In my opinion, this is by far your best option when you get a board denial is go to the court. I mean, the court doesn't mess around. The court has remanded or reversed over 70% of the board decisions. So they hold the board accountable. If they mess up, they send that case back. To appeal to the CAVC, you have 120 days from the date of that board denial to file what's called your notice of appeal. And I'll put a link up here on the screen so you can find that form. But first, guys, I want to warn you that appealing your case to the CABC is unlike any other VA appeal you've ever done. This just isn't filling out a form, sending it in, have someone reviewing it and hoping for the best. Now, this is federal court, guys. The judges actually want you to follow certain rules and procedures. You're going to have to participate in a mediation. You're going to have to write a brief with your argument. Your arguments are limited. You could only appeal issues of law or issues of fact. And there's no new evidence. You have to use the evidence that's in the record. So it could be tough. I don't want to dissuade you from going to court. In fact, I think you should go to the court. I think you should do it with representation. You probably don't want to pay an attorney to do it. Guess what? There's a special circumstance with the Court of Appeals of Veterans Claims where you could get a very good, competent attorney to handle your case with no money out of pocket. There's a special rule called the EJA Act, and this is the Equal Access for Justice Act. And what this is, is if you hire an attorney to take your case and appeal it to the Court of Appeals of Veterans Claims, and you're successful, so the court either reverses the board's decision or they remand it or send it back to the board. In many instances, 
your attorney could actually bill the government for their attorney's fees. So if you win, the government pays your attorney's fees. How great is that? And if you lose, most of the attorneys that practice that level do not ask you for any money. So these attorneys are not VA accredited attorneys. This is a whole nother license, guys. You have to be licensed with the Court of Appeal to Veterans Claims. I'll put a link up on the screen so you can see all the attorneys licensed in the court, including yours truly. So make sure whoever you pick is licensed with that court. So that's the CAVC, guys. I think that's your best option many times, but there are some other choices, so let's talk about them. The second option is asking for a motion to reconsider from the Board of Veterans' Appeals. A motion for reconsideration, essentially, you're asking the board to invalidate their decision and re-decide it. Now, a, a large percentage of the motions of reconsideration are denied. There are two circumstances in which I think a motion for reconsideration works well. The first one is that the board made an obvious error in fact or law. So let me give you an example. I had a client who served in Korea along the DMZ. He had an Agent Orange-related condition. They, they sprayed Agent Orange in Korea. While his appeal was pending, the VA passed the Blue Water Act, which extended the time of the Agent Orange presumption in Korea. So he qualified at that time. We took it to the board. The board judge denied and said, you didn't serve during the right period of time. So I did a motion for reconsideration and said, hey, the law changed. Look, those were the dates. Now these are the dates. So it was an obvious error in law. There's no debate that the judge got it wrong. But they still decided it incorrectly. That is a good use of a motion for reconsideration. The second reason to use a motion for reconsideration is that you discover new and relevant service records. So service records that could prove your claim. Let, let's say you're applying for a condition related to Agent Orange again. We'll use the Agent Orange example. But the board says you didn't serve in Vietnam. And five years later, you happen to find a service record that says you did serve in Vietnam. Well, now you could ask for a motion of reconsideration because that's probably going to get your claim granted. Now, guys, keep in mind, when it comes to motion reconsideration, you cannot submit new evidence unless it is a service record. So anything outside a service record, you cannot use for a motion reconsideration. There's no time limit to ask for a motion for reconsideration. So if you were denied by the board five years ago and you just found that new service record, you could ask for a motion reconsideration. Just keep in mind that if you're going to do a motion for reconsideration, that there's other things to think about, such as what if I want to appeal to the Court of Appeals of Veterans Claims. There's no special form or anything for a motion for reconsideration. It just has to be in writing, have your name, have your file number, and the specific reason for why you are asking for the reconsideration. All right, your third option is a motion to vacate. It's really similar to a motion for reconsideration, but mostly you're going to use a motion to vacate when you think there's some sort of due process error. Uh, for example, you request a hearing by the board and they never afford you the hearing. Another example is you ask the board for more time to submit evidence and they never responded. 
that's probably a due process error and ripe for a motion to vacate. Again, there's no time limit to file a motion to vacate, but if you file the motion to vacate within 120 days of the board decision, that preserves your right to appeal that to the Court of Appeals of Veterans Claims. All right, this fourth option is something that there's a lot of misconceptions about, and this is filing for a clear and unmistakable error. I know you've talked to your buddies about, oh, just file Q or your VSO. Oh, that's, that's a Q claim. You know, tell you what, I've been doing this a long time. I've handled thousands of cases, and I've probably only seen five true Q claims. If you don't know what Q claim is, it means clear and unmistakable error. And what you're doing is you're trying to say, this final board decision, so board decision that was denied and you never appealed, the court clearly and unmistakably got it wrong. They made a clear and obvious error in fact or a clear and obvious error in law. And had they not made that error, your claim probably would have been granted. That's what you're saying when you're filing Q. It's very difficult to prove. There's some circumstances where you can do it yourself. There's some circumstances you should probably hire someone that handles a lot of VA work. Let me give you an example of when you could probably file Q on your own. Let's say you were denied service connection for sinusitis by the Board of Veterans Appeals. Two years go by, you never appeal it, it becomes final. You later find out, hey, the board never applied the PACT Act to my claim. So you file a motion to revise that decision based on clear and unmistakable errors, saying I'm a Gulf War vet, the PACT Act should have applied. That's a good instance in which you, without representation, could win a Q claim. It gets really in-depth beyond that, um, especially when it comes to things like the presumption of soundness and the presumption of aggravation. If you guys want to learn more about Q, I'm going to post some links up here to a couple court cases that I've worked where I give an in-depth discussion of what Q is. So check those out. And if you guys think you have a Q case and you want to run by me, go ahead, set up a consultation with me. I'm happy to talk to you about it and give you an honest answer if I think you have Q or not. The, the, the point of Q, if I haven't been clear, is if it's granted, your case will go back to whenever you first filed the case, which led to the error. So let's say you filed in 1981 and your claim was denied. They didn't apply the presumption of soundness. That's Q. If they grant the Q, you're going to get paid all the way back to when you first filed in 1981. So it may be worth getting some representation for that type of money. That's tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. The last option is filing a supplemental claim. This only applies to veterans who have applied under the Appeals Modernization Act or the AMA. So if your case was filed after February 19, 2019, this applies to you. If you applied before then, this would not apply to you. So if you apply to the board, you get denied at the board. You miss the 120-day deadline to file to the court. You could still file a supplemental claim. You just need to produce some new and relevant evidence. New meaning it's never been considered before. Relevant meaning it goes to prove your claim. So you file that, VA Form 20-0995. 
You also want to include a copy of your board decision if this is the route you're going. I don't think this is a very great choice. You're just sending the case back to the regional office, the people who denied it in the first time. But if you miss a 120-day deadline, then this is a good option. In terms of the effective date, if you file a supplemental claim within a year of that board decision, you will keep your initial effective date. If you file after one year of the board decision, then your effective date will just be the day you file that supplemental claim. So that does it. Those are the five options you have if you get denied at the Board of Veterans Appeals. Thanks, guys. Keep liking, sharing, subscribing. Remember, you have the power to change your VA claim. If you guys need a consultation, you want to talk to me further, put my information on the screen. Until next time, guys. Hey guys, thanks for listening. I hope this was helpful in navigating the VA disability system. Please continue to follow me and listen for further help. If you guys have a particular issue or story you would like to share, it may help others who have a similar problem. Feel free to reach out to me and we can talk about sharing your issue or problem on the next show. And if you need some additional help, visit my website, vamadeeasy.com. 